Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. This is your captain speaking. Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. You have many podcasts that you can listen to, and we thank you for choosing to listen to our podcast, especially about movies, and especially about this movie that has to do with airplanes. My name is Matt, one of your two hosts. With me, as always, my good buddy. He uh, is always Rona protected because nobody is allowed to know his identity. Mysterious Mike Talent. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Oh, damn it. See, I should have said co-pilot. Oh, oh yeah, you should have. Dang it. Oh, well. I'll leave uh, you Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that was... Dude, that was a great intro, man. I really like that. I think I think that's going to go well with our our uh, content today. Well, well, speaking of real film nerds, episode one hundred and seventy eight, seventy five hundred. That is the movie, Mike. Uh, you want to give us the rundown again? The episode is not seventy five hundred. The film is seventy five hundred. It is an Amazon original. Mike, uh, go ahead, do your thing. All right, so this is uh, directed by Patrick uh, Volrath, uh, written by Patrick Volrath and uh, Sinad Halabisic, uh, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, Omid Mimar, uh, Oilen uh, Tezel, and Carlo uh, Ketzingler. And this is about uh, when terrorists try to seize control of a Ber- Berlin-Paris flight. A soft-spoken young American co-pilot struggles to save the lives of passengers and crew while forging a surprising connection with one of the hijackers. Mike, I knew literally nothing about this movie when you said it last weekend that this is what we're going to review. And uh, I have to say, I congratulate you for picking this, uh, being on top of it. I haven't logged into Amazon Prime Video in a while. There has been a few shows that I've been watching on there, but I saw no pushing and advertising or trailers or anything for this movie before I sat down and watched it. And uh, what was funny is uh, while I was watching it, I was watching it over at uh, my, uh, trying to not say girlfriend, something funnier, but eh, we'll just go girlfriend. My girlfriend's house, her mom walked in and went, oh, is this 7,500? Oh, I just got done watching this. So that was kind of (laughs) cool. (laughs) So her mom clearly knew about it, but uh, she walked in and finished watching it with us. But uh, I, I have to say this one took me by surprise. It uh, was very reminiscent of a, uh, almost a one man play. It's like, um, takes place in one location for 99% of the movie. And it does not involve more than maybe, if you count the extras and things, 10 actors total for the whole movie. Yeah, like maybe, man. I'd really lean towards like five. I was going to say five, but there, at one point, not to give spoilers, there are other people that climb onto the aircraft, much like you do on airplanes, especially on a sold-out flight. And then there's another scene where they help in a situation, and you see more of them. But again, those were all extras. Main actors definitely know more than five. There's, yeah, probably five exact. Yeah, yeah. Um, Matt, I didn't know much about this, but I know that you like plane stuff. Um, you've always had a passion about aviation, and uh, I was like, well, why not? 
what I was really surprised about was all the technical aspects of this. And um, I think it was really uh, well done. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's about how things go as far as the captain and co-pilot uh, relationship. And I thought that was pretty neat. I don't know 100% since I am not a pilot, but I know lots of full-scale pilots uh, being where I'm at and what I do for fun. It does involve a lot of full-scale pilots. Uh, I know it is fairly close, if not 100% realistic, especially on things like having the co-pilot be the one that actually takes off and lands and things like that. That's not uncommon. That's very, very common. Um, Sitting there and having to do all these different things, and you know how he's turning dials to uh for the headings and things that's a hundred percent realistic that's controlling the autopilot all the way literally you basically put in numbers and tell where to where the plane to go and it just goes it's a glorified yeah. taxi yeah no no uh but i i thought that was uh great um uh, i liked all the um air traffic control like uh talking and stuff um I didn't know about all of it, but like it seemed like it was uh, really uh, realistic to me. Like all the um, back and forth, and like the uh, without giving away too much, somewhat uh, stressful situations that arise, and um, not having to like everyone has to keep their cool and continue to like do stuff. So yeah, I don't know, like. They have to acknowledge what happened, but not dwell on it. I don't know. You have a higher obligation to the passengers than you do to anyone else on the airplane. Yeah. And I believe that is probably maybe not like written, like contract contractually obligated signed or anything like that, but it's understood that, you know, you do anything and everything to take care of your passengers above all else including yourself yeah um yeah so anyway um yeah i didn't know this movie was only in the cockpit or anything uh but i i i i kind of like that i thought that was neat i think it must have been an independent or something like sundancey you know mike because it's but it's not like the production quality is really bad like the production quality is really high like that set is very accurate it the outside handful of shots you see are really well done. They clearly went to the actual Berlin airport to shoot a lot of those scenes. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, it was probably a much lower budget film, but I think it was very successful with one caveat. If they had a lesser actor in the main role that Joseph Gordon-Levitt played, I don't think the movie would be as good because this movie definitely rode all on his shoulders. Yeah, entirely. Basically, <laughs> they asked him to carry the whole movie, and and uh, yeah, I th- I think he did. I think he did a great job of trying to play this uh, kind of hard character to play, um, being a pilot in in kind of this mixed environment with um, your dedication to the passengers, but then also you know trying to to uh, I don't know uh, your own your own uh, uh, interests and and feelings. So, and and, and you could kind of see sometimes uh, frustration and different things coming out. So I, I thought it was really well done on how he had to ha- handle different things that we will spoil a lot of here in just a minute. 
But I want to ask Matt, what are you drinking today? <sighs> well, Mike, thanks for asking. I've already talked about her a little bit, but I got an amazing gift from my current girlfriend, Miss Stacy, not giving away her last name, for a kind of an anniversary, I guess you would say. I got her something for six months and she felt bad, so she got me something for seven months. But uh, she got me a subscription to the um, Beer of the Month Club, the Microbrewed Beer of the Month Club. And so I get 12 beers a month, uh, four different four different beers, three bottles of each. I think that's right. Yeah. I, was, oh, I wasn't like sure. Like two no, six yeah, packs? Yeah, four beers, three each. Yeah. And uh, it comes in a, K, a big old box, really well packaged, everything. Well, my uh, selections... From this month that I finally got, it was supposed to be here at the start of July, not at literally the last day of July, but uh, it's from Wooden Cask Brewing Company in Newport, Kentucky, and I'm drinking the Scotsman Scotch Ale. Ooh. It says, uh, our Scotch Ale is a rich beer with malty sweetness and hints of dark fruits. Pour into a chill glass and enjoy. Well, I'm drinking it out of the bottle. But it um, it's uh, a lot reminiscent because it's a Scottish ale, like a kilt lifter, and that's you know on purpose because she knows I love kilt lifter. But uh, it is really hoppy, like it is a lot hoppier than a, a kilt lifter. I'm not gonna uh, say it's bad, but it's not my particular taste. It's it's still a pretty decent brew. So okay, all, all right. right, Mike. What uh what IPA are you drinking? Oh, good good. Good call, Matt. How did you know it was an IPA? I have a 95% chance you're going to be <laughs> drinking an IPA. Um, so uh, in honor of America's birthday, uh, I have uh, a stone enjoy by. Um, it's it's a little late. Uh, it's past America's birthday. but oh, uh, How dare you? Um, uh, it's, you're supposed to drink it uh, fairly fast because it's a fresh beer. They, they, um, they rush to put it out. So it has uh, all the flavor and stuff because um, uh, beers that sit for a while can lose some of their flavor profile, especially um, uh, like different IPAs and stuff. Some of the stuff will be drop off and like flavors sometimes uh, like will drop off like vanilla and different things can go away if you hold on to a beer too long. So anyway, it's a double IPA. It's good stuff. Well, good to know, Mike. Good to know. So speaking about one of our favorite sections, what are you drinking? Um, T-shirts. We are going to have T-shirts coming out. You're going to be able to get them in sizes medium to 4XL. You can get them on Kirby's Kirby's Tees. Yeah, Kirby'sTee.com. And that's K-I-R-B-Y-S letter T.com. The first ones we're going to have are going to be logos. We're, right now, it's going to be right around $20 shipped to your door. The second one we're working on, and I'm going to discuss right now with Mike a little bit, the goal is to do a spoof on the Jaws poster. Is going to be our first kind of spoofy, real film nerds design. The idea we have, Dave and I have floating around in our head, the owner of Kirby's Tea, is it's going to be uh, our uh, popcorn bucket head coming up 
you know, like the shark. And then it's going to have uh, two guys on a boat sitting on the water. And uh, one guy is going to be turned into the other guy. And above his head is going to say, what are you drinking? Oh, man, that'd be great. How awesome is that? Yeah, I like it. I like it. So we'll see. We'll see what Dave comes up with. I'm leaving it 100% up to him what he wants in his free time. I'm not pushing him nothing. But check it out. If you need t-shirts, you want t-shirts, Kirby'sTea.com. He does custom orders. There's no minimum. The process he's doing is really fantastic. I already got one shirt from him. He can do one t-shirt. He can do 100 t-shirts. He can do 1,000 t-shirts. Whatever you want. Wherever you're living, he's willing to ship our products out. So once it's up and rolling, I will be putting it on our website at realfilmnerds.com. So let's go with my next question, Mike. Are you ready? All right. Can you handle I, it? I, I hope so. I, hope I know. So. I know you were having a very hard time when we first tried to record this pod, and then uh, uh, Flinithy decided he needed to cry all night. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mike, how does the Amazon original seventy five hundred relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? All right. Uh, so this 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 hasn't happened in a while, Matt. Um, I could find no relation. Um, I searched up and down every little thing. There's th- this movie was filmed in Europe, so that already makes it a little harder because uh, only I think a few movie Marvel cinematic movies have been filmed in Europe. Um, so uh, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't find anything. Um, and there's only a handful of characters, like we said in this. It's it's fairly you know uh, there's not a lot of special effects there's not there's just I mean n- not the sound people not I looked I even looked in like special thanks <laughs> um, I couldn't find anything so um, so Mike what you're saying is the streak has come to an end the streak has come to an end and unfortunately I picked this movie so I did this to myself damn I feel it bad Mike. about that. Jeez. I feel bad. All right. Well, we need to write down. This is episode 178. The new streak begins. So we will see how long we can go. Or you can go. Yeah, you can go. Ah, man. Yeah, I feel so bad. I'm sorry. Uh, Nerdorinos. It was... uh, Nerdorinos. Is that that (laughs) what our listeners are? Nerdorinos? (laughs) All right. Well, I don't know. Real I, I, nerdorinos. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm using that. Real nerdorinos. Hold on. I need to write that one down, too. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what that means, Mike. It is now spoiler territory. So if you have not seen 7500 and you want to watch it unspoiled, go ahead and click this bad boy off. Or if you don't care, keep on listening because we're going to talk about... All the things because we have to because this movie, it's hard to talk about without spoiling it. I mean, dude, totally caught me off guard. The scene where um, you find out his wife is one of the stewardesses or what is it? Well, it's a, it's a PC term. Uh, I'm, I don't, I'm not oh, sure. No, no, no. Uh, flight attendant. Flight attendant. Flight attendant. All right, right, right. right. Yeah. Good. I don't want to get in trouble. PC police, man. They're going to get me. Anyways. Yeah, PC so, principal. Right. He, dude, he'll come and get us. But um, 
you find out his wife is a flight attendant. And then later on, I was like, oh, well, that's going to be it. That's why he's going to open the door and let the terrorists in because there's no way in hell he's going to sit there and watch his wife get killed. There's no way. That's what's, that's what's going to make it make this movie interesting, predicted it right now. The exact opposite happened. Oh, yeah, dude. I really, I really thought he was going to do it. Like, yep. I mean, that's such a... Uh, dude. That's a, such, such a... His fiance. Yeah. It was and just then she, wow, and then she, and then she was like, "Ah, don't do it. Just raise our kid." I was like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> dude!" Um, seriously, that's that's hardcore, man, on both their parts. And he was—I I don't know—I would have had a hard time like not like beating up the controls and everything. And he lost it, but I mean, geez, I think the the more surprising reaction was he didn't try and take it out on the guy who's passed out, who who's inside the cab with him the one of the hijackers right um i i don't know uh he didn't do that um and uh it was i i I don't know it was it was neat to see it but it was also like just crazy like um i i did like even though uh the captain uh passed away i did like while he was there um really messed up he was still a full this is flying like he's all make sure this is going report it like are you okay like like all the things and it and it really seemed like and I, I don't know if this is always true but it seemed like since the captain has all this experience his job now is mostly just to train the co-pilot and keep get him to the experience level so he'll be a captain at some point and just kind of remind them of different things and I don't know. That's what it seemed like to me. Um, I don't know if that's what it's always like, but uh, definitely seemed like because he's he said he had been a co-pilot for ten, 10 years. years, yeah, and I think that's about right. I think pretty soon you're going to be a pilot or it, a captain. I don't know. It varies, I guess, with your hours. It but. depends. It depends. It depends on hours, and it depends on airline, and it depends on equipment, aka the size of the aircraft you're flying. Ah, yeah. Um, but uh I don't know. I thought that stuff was cool. The autopilot stuff was um interesting. Uh I don't think I knew it was exactly that easy, but man is that easy. Um that that aspect of it. It's like turn it on, dial it in. It's like geez. Dude, and I'm sure to it's probably realistically even easier now. They might even just put in like GPS coordinates and they just go. Well, do they have like a set route? I feel like there's routes that the computers have downloaded to go. They have set routes typically on how to get to certain places. It depends, you know, what airport and where they're going to have to stop and things like that. But um, the other, the big one is um, other traffic. So they'll stack airplanes at yeah. certain altitudes. And you'll experience yeah. that when you're, especially when you're taking off and landing, they'll stack, they'll stack airplanes at different altitudes coming in and have them circle sometimes if there's too many. And so um, just flying across the country, they will have planes at different altitudes just to make sure they're not going to come anywhere near each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's a 1,000 feet. Um, I I remember one time uh, one of my uh, coworkers was talking about, he was looking out the window and he saw the other plane like go underneath him. And he was like, "What in that crap?" And then the I think the stewardess was or a flight attendant was like, "Yeah, it's neat, huh? 
Uh, yeah, uh, there's a thousand feet. <laughs> look closer. It does. <laughs> it does look closer. <laughs> but like when they're crisscrossing, it's like, man, you know, it's just like 700 miles an hour or whatever. I don't know how many knots that is. Uh, 600 knots, 650 knots going, you know, but when you're going crisscross, that's like twice as fast. It's like 1200 knots, super fast. That stuff was neat, man, with all the all the plane stuff. And I, I, I knew you would like that. So that's part of the reason I chose this movie. I was like, oh, let's see, plane stuff. I didn't know it was like specifically just the cockpit. <laughs> Honestly, man, I thought that was one of the neatest parts of it. I really did. I, I like that it was like, you know, almost a one-man kind of play. It, I said that earlier, but I, I really did. They did so much. They made such a good movie with so little. The story is a little wonky at times, you know, but for the most part, it's pretty decent like the dude uh that's in the cockpit that he knocks out i'm like come on man there's no way in hell you would have just knocked him out and strapped him down you know you would have you would have i would have beaten him unconscious or possibly killed him because i mean he's trying to take over the plane yeah no there's there's a little bit of weird things and like he wasn't secured good at like i feel like if you're not gonna like um really uh hinder him like as you can't like um it seems like you'd really work hard to make sure that he was more like immobilized than he was yeah i agree and yeah there's not a whole lot of things in the cockpit to begin with but i'm sure one of them is wearing a belt because that's typically most pilots especially when they're at a level that high where they're flying big not necessarily big but jumbo jets in general uh, they have uniforms, and the uniforms are typically almost a, your typical suit. So slacks, a belt. I mean, come on. Shoelaces, a belt, any of those things. Tie his legs, tie his arms. You're good to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then um, I was a little confused on how he got knocked out. Uh, our co-pilot, Tobias. Oh, the co-pilot. Yeah, okay. Like like he got knocked out by, by the terrorist. I wasn't... Maybe I missed something, but it seemed like he got knocked out too easily. But uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I I don't even really recall him being knocked out. I I know I remember it happened, but I can't tell you how. I mean, did they hit him with the door, or did they smack his head in? I mean, because the chair, like, sure, the seat might have knocked him out, but I mean, it's padded. It's not gonna. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't recall. I mean, I guess it, you never know what's going to happen. The the one terrorist who gets in the cockpit uh, after our uh, main star is knocked out, then he freaks out because he's like planning to just down the plane into like city center of, of I don't know, I guess, where were they going? Um, I'm trying to think of the place. Well, it was another city in Germany, but they left Berlin... Yeah, I'm trying to think of where it was. But anyway, um, the city in Germany and uh, his one, the one, uh, you know, brother of the terrorists just freaks out and then ends up, you know, taking him out. I thought that was really interesting. But you just see him freaking out. And like, I, I enjoyed that aspect of it, too. It's like, you know, he realized it's like life and death and he needed to do something and the only thing he could do was take out his own brother and it was like whoa that's crazy look well i wasn't sure if he was like referring to him as his own brother 
or like brother, like as in like Muslim brother? No, I think it was his biological brother. I, I want to believe that it, it's possible. I wouldn't put it past it. But uh, it was interesting because clearly he's much older than him. He's probably in his 30s, I would guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to say. It could be late 20s. and Yeah, the younger one's supposed to be 18. And he has all this life to live, and he doesn't want to die. And he explains later, spoilers, still we're there, when he's talking to his mom on the phone that he didn't know he felt like he was tricked and he was duped and all this stuff into going. So I don't know. I, I liked that little bit where it turns around and he becomes the hero, but then he pays the price because he doesn't want to, you know, go to jail and he doesn't want to be locked up. And so he continues, he turns into another terrorist, but in a different way, he just holds the co-pilot hostage. Yeah. And then, it, yeah, that was, you know, I, I knew what was going to happen once they were on the ground, pretty much. And, and it was like, and, and so did our, our, uh, you know, uh, I guess hero of it, uh, Tobias, uh, character, uh, played by Joseph Gordon Levitt. And he kind of tried to tell him, but he didn't tell him like explicitly. So it was like, it was kind of like a, I'm going to kind of tell you, but if you don't pick up what I'm putting down, like, you know, like it was like a weird, it was like a, I kind of want to help you, but I don't want to really fully help you because of the situation that we're already in. Well, he did lose his wife, but I mean, he was making it pretty explicit because I'm sure they had people that were reading uh, their lips and possibly over the radio. So if he, I, this is just where my thinking goes. If he would have told him blatantly, you know, drop this shit or they're going to, you know, shoot you. They might've considered that maybe an accessory. I don't know. That might be a stretch. But uh, yeah, the instant he put the you know chunk of glass up to his neck and was threatening to slit his throat, that's it, man. That's it. You know, you're you're SOL. They are clear to shoot. You know, and there are accurate snipers that can put around through the closed window or open window. Doesn't matter. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean they could have. I mean, with some of the heat sensing technology and stuff they have, they 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 can they know where people are. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I don't know. So, like, I, I, I like this movie um, quite a bit. I, you know, I, t- I had no idea what we were watching, man. I just saw something. I was like, oh, it's an Amazon original. You know, we haven't we haven't had anything on Amazon in a little bit. A lot of times, Amazon seems to be coming out with a uh, series. And uh, I was like, oh, this is a movie. Let's, let's watch this. And so, that's why I picked this. Dude, it was awesome. I really, I really did enjoy this movie. I thought it was quite well done. You know, I really did. And Mike, for that, I give it four out of five reels. Oh, man. Four out of five reels? Dude. Dude. It was good. Nice. It was real good. I recommend people watching it. It, it was good. I, I, it just had the complete package on many different levels, you know? Mike, how many reels do you give it? Uh, I'm gonna give it three and a half out of, out of uh, five. I I, re- I really enjoyed it as well. You know me, I'm pretty harsh um, when it comes to ratings, but uh, no, I I the neatest part of this to me is that that kind of just one set, like basically the whole movie's in the cockpit. I love that. Um, like it might it was probably difficult to film 
Because it's like, how do you get the camera guy in there in such a limited space? But I mean, whatever they did, it, it looked great. Like to to figure that out, or I don't know how they did that. My, they just my put guess, cameras up again. This is my guess. I think they had multiple different situations of the cockpit. Like maybe one cut in half so that they can have a full crew, a full one so that it's just the camera guy and him. Because I mean, not to get too realistically picky about it. That cockpit was pretty big compared to what a real one is, you know, but it is a movie. It is a movie. So you got to suspend belief a little bit because if it's not bigger than that, you're not going to be able to see the movie unless they shoot the whole thing on GoPros, you know, (laughs) and stick it all to the windows. And that's not, you know, that's that's not going to have the production value of something like this. So, all right, Mike, well, next week, you know what I'm picking yeah, yeah, you you hinted at it uh, last week. Uh, yeah, uh, the uh, the one on uh, Hulu, right? The uh, it is on Hulu. Was it yep, Palm Palm something. Palm, Palm Springs? Springs. Yeah, it is Palm yeah. Springs, starring Andy Samberg. It comes out on Hulu as an original. I guess as an original. I don't know if they would call it an original, but they bought the rights to it. Um, it is uh, the most expensive film ever purchased from Sundance. There's some trivia for you. It holds the record for the biggest sale of a film at Sundance Film Festival, beating the previous record by, drumroll, uh, $2 million. 69 cents. Oh. <laughs> I had 69, to have done that dude. on purpose, man. <laughs> 69 dude right they had to have done that on purpose anyway so it is kind of in the vein of groundhog day it is uh a rom-com i think it's probably going to have more comedy than than romedy (laughs) (laughs) dude that's good (laughs) at least that's what i'm hoping it looks funny it looks like a lot of fun uh i haven't read any reviews about it i've watched the trailer uh, we'll see. It'll be fun. So if you have a Hulu subscription, uh, sit down, go watch this movie with us. Check it out. It's nice. We This is now, what, like three or four in a row of new streaming movies, I guess is a good way to put it, that we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, these are all new content coming out on the different streaming services that, you know, we're covering Hulu, Amazon Prime, Netflix, you know, just trying to keep everything fresh, new. Yeah. And, you know, we need another comedy. And I love comedies. We do need another comedy. Hopefully this is a good one. You know, like uh, it's it's fun when you get to see a, a comedy that's just good and makes you laugh and maybe lets you forget about uh, the terrible, terrible life that's going on in, in America right now. And the rest <laughs> of the world. You know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess them too. Because the pandemic is hitting everybody. You know. So, anywho, it's true. It is. It is, and it just doesn't seem to be going away, Matt. I really thought it was going to be over by June. Especially not in my world. Over here in Arizona, man, they just shut us all down again. I think I was talking about on the last pod, maybe. You were, but like, where are you at now? Is like everything shut? Oh, yeah. Shut? Well, no, no. Uh, restaurants are still open, but you know very limited is it only to go uh no you can eat in a restaurant they just have the extreme restrictions you have to wear a mask if you are not eating or drinking Uh, but again i they they haven't implemented like mandatory masks i don't know how they're doing it in your neck the woods but over here they are um keeping it to the uh um municipalities 
So the some of the counties are making mandated orders for it, but mostly it's the towns. So like the city of Phoenix has a mask order in. Uh, our hometown has a mask order, but the county does not. Prescott, where I am based, does not have a mask order at all. But if a private entity requires it, they're allowed to do that. I mean, that's their private property, you know. So Costco, uh, I don't think Walmart is requiring it, but they uh, are definitely heavily recommending it. So I have my uh, my mask that I wear that uh, my friend uh, Nancy, who's a photographer as well, she's a big-time quilter, retiree, wonderful lady. I taught her a lot of stuff when I was at the paper just any time I saw her. She made one that uh, out of material that's a bunch of Kodak rolls of film. So oh, dude, that's cool. awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I like it. So, but anyways. All right, Mike, I think I, I had enough, and I really don't want to talk about the freaking pandemic again because it's so depressing. Sorry, man. Sorry, I did bring it up. I, it is, uh, but yeah. how do you not talk about it, you know? I mean, it's life-changing. I mean, who knows if we will ever truly get back to what it, things used to be, you know? I mean, okay, uh, am I going to be able to go see a baseball game? Sure, but guess what? There's only going to be a quarter of the capacity, and you're going to have to sit 100 miles away, and it's going to cost 10 times as much because, you know, the players sure as hell aren't getting a salary cut. I mean, the rest of us are getting laid off and fired and screwed left and right when it comes to finances. But heaven forbid a, celer- a, a celebrity baseball player only get like $100 million a season instead of $500 million a season. Heaven forbid. How do you live on that? Damn yeah, it, Mike. So you got me ranting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's true, man. It's true. You know, when when you're making your uh, forty million, you can't have cuts. You know, you got stuff to buy. You've got your entourage to support. This 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 is this is the real deal, man. It's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, all the people that have worked in the restaurant industry that no longer have jobs or any other industry dramatically affected by this, including the sports industry, the lower downs, the people that are selling the stuff at the stadium, the people that are taking the tickets, the security guards, where's their money? They just don't get to eat, right? No, no, everything. So that that sports athlete can have his millions, they don't get to eat? Oh, geez, just makes me so angry. I'm sorry, Mike. No, it's... uh... It's rough, man. Uh, all the service industry, the hotel workers, the um, uh, the flight attendants. I mean, like, I think I saw some something like a little while back about United or American. They're like, yeah, we don't need like 75% of our flight attendants. I was like, well, that sucks. Are they just going to like schedule people for like one flight or like a year or something? Be like, ha. Well, like my buddy Cole, who I was... Uh, model airplane buddy he um got his pilot license from embry riddle did his hours did flight training got his master's degree while he was doing flight training he finally not finally but he he at when he was searching he could pick and choose what airline he wanted to go because they needed pilots so he picked one that was going to lead to him at a career at delta down the road guess what he got laid off and he was a pilot he was a captain for a small airline Oh, one of their um, like um, I don't know, Starling or I forget what they're called, but they have like um, the different kind of um, smaller plane companies that they partner with. Uh, I forget, I forget what they're called. It's the but, same um, one that flies out of Prescott here, 
but yeah, I, I don't want to divulge names just because I don't no, want that, to. That's, that's, but yeah, that's fine. But, it's the same oh, one that flies man. out of Prescott. So if you know, you know. But yeah, he he got let go. And so he's very confident that he's going to get another job uh, fairly easily. But that sucks. He uprooted. Well, didn't uproot. I mean, he went back home. He moved back, you know, where his family and stuff is from. But it's still, it's, who would have thought? Because they're crying. They've been crying for years. We need pilots. We need pilots. We don't have enough pilots. We need pilots. And now he, they got him and they're laying him off. It's his nuts, dude. This, this shit is crazy. No, no, uh, yeah, no. All, everyone involved with uh, just every aspect of any kind of event, like uh, let's say you're a vendor who who uh, does weddings, or any, like I mean, just anything, man, dude. Like uh, you know, my wedding, Matt. You know, we we went to that hotel and and did all that stuff. Like none of that stuff would be able to happen right now. Like it's just nuts. Like it's it's so many things so many things um the ripples will be felt for i i think years uh but let's let's not talk about this anymore let's Mike, let's move on do you know what industry is flourishing right now though uh the tech industry porn webcam girls <laughs> it's exploding exploding if i was hot I look good. I'd totally do a webcam show. I'd be all over it. Uh, that I, you know, that makes sense, Matt. That absolutely makes sense. Wouldn't even leave the house. <laughs> I, I, then I, then I'd be able to afford Uber Eats. I would literally never leave. I'd just walk around my house <laughs> naked all the time. <laughs> yeah, why well, get a burger at McDonald's uh, for five bucks when you can get it for ten? Uber Eats is here for you. Delivered with no tip. <laughs> <laughs> uh man i've used uber eats and some of those things like once or twice and it's like it's so much extra money add-on i'm like i just i don't like this and the worst part <laughs> is is they keep most of it the restaurant doesn't even get it they have deals with the restaurants where it's less than the menu the cost of the menu item it's crazy i i've not done uber eats i've not done any of those i don't ever plan on it um and then like uh and then the driver like basically needs a tip to like survive and you're like man i just paid extra like it's weird it's very weird i basically paid someone to chauffeur my food to my house right and that dude's getting paid nothing to do it yeah no no but yeah they're not getting paid enough for sure um between the mileage the wear the tear on their car um, they don't get paid for when they're driving around while working, but don't have a like um, like a task or like a customer. It's kind of weird. It's like uh, when you're when you're an Uber driver and you go to pick someone up, you don't start the clock until you get them. It's crazy. But you had to, but you had to get there. How did you get there? You had to drive, like. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of free time, a lot of free uh, uh, labor and stuff is involved with Uber driving. Where it really sucks is smaller towns like mine, where there's like one Jack in the Box, and you could be in like Chino, and someone wants Jack in the Box and Mayor or something. It's like an hour long drive to take someone Jack in the Box because you have to go all the way to Jack in the Box to get it, and then take it all the way out to him. Yeah, yeah, and they 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 pay for it, but then you also like, do you want your food hot? 
Like, there's <laughs> medium warm is fine. Because, <laughs> you know, like, and what if uh, the Uber driver gets there or, or whoever, whatever service you're using, Postmates, I don't know. There's like freaking tons of them. DoorDash. Um, it's more than I know of. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's DoorDash, Uber Eats, um, Postmates, something else. A- anyway, there, there's like five or six of them now. I don't know. It just, it's not, it's not really a viable thing. Like Uber doesn't make money. Like if they charged as much as they should to make money, no one would use it. Right. Like it's, it, there's some problems with the business model. Like it's brilliant as far as using your cell phone, all that stuff. Love the convenience. Love that you can do it. It's not profitable. They're not spending enough money on the, on it it's it's all just you're you're spending borrowed people's money if you go on an uber yeah i was gonna say if if i remember right all the all the different ride services outside of the eating and food delivery ones are losing money like they've always lost money they've never made money yeah uh lyft and uber which is uh essentially lyft is like a copy of uber um They've never made money, and they're both on the stock market. And like, I think I'm, I might be guessing, but I think they want to make money. The the stock people, I, I would hope I, so. Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. Investors wanting the money that they gave them back, and then some. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Well, uh, all right, Matt. Uh, looks like Flinnethy is waking up, so we're gonna have to wrap this up. So I am going to go quick. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, catch us on our next pod. And make sure you can go and uh, watch all the movies. Messed it up again. Go out and watch all the movies you can, hater. Oh, yeah. Go out and watch all the movies you can, hater. <laughs> hater. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. We'll